Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. I'm Batman. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead. Make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Money FM 89.3. Commence primary ignition. Last week on Movie Magic, I spoke about what you need to know and watch before watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I didn't say anything about the latest release because of the review embargo. Today... On Movie Magic, I'll reveal what I like and dislike about the movie very quickly, and then we'll move along. I'll start with what I like about the movie. The actors performed extremely well. They had to imagine and fight, you know, the monsters which were uh, later on added in post. So they were fighting at nothing. The visual effects were great. Well, why wouldn't it be? as it was by Industrial Light and Magic, a division of George Lucas's company. The soundtrack by Danny Elfman was fantastic. The appearance by other famous actors as cameos, maybe slightly more than just cameos, were refreshing, and it was good to see those familiar faces. Now, if you haven't watched the movie yet, I'm not going to tell you who they are, as I don't want to spoil it for you. And although there were many alternate universes, because, hey, the title itself, Multiverse of Madness, can teleport you from one place to another in a flash, the story was easy to follow. The costume design, locations, and set decoration, they were great too. Now for what I disliked about the movie. Although the sound design was fantastic and it was done by Skywalker Sound, which is another division of George Lucas's company, I found certain scenes had very piercing sound. I wasn't the only one that stuck my fingers in my ears to dampen the shrill sound. I saw quite a few people in the cinema do the same thing. The movie starts with a scene which is so CGI that it sets you into another world. There's quite a bit of fighting with this monster. Then, in the next scene, there's a cyclops, octopus monster. Yes, uh, there's fighting there too. By the way, this creature has previously appeared in some episodes of What If? And then there's more fighting in the next scene. And after a while, you know, I gave up counting how many fight scenes there were with monsters. The whole movie was just one fight scene after another with very little pause to take a breather. It was so intense that I felt really tired and sleepy and bored. And after the whole movie was over, I was like exhausted. There are two more scenes after the movie was done, one halfway through the end credits and the other right at the end. And the one right at the end was the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Watch this movie if you're a big Marvel fan and if you like just 
escaping into another world and watch it again if you like. As for me, once is enough. And you can be rest assured, I will not be buying the Blu-ray when it is released. It's not a keepsake for me. Now, there's another movie in the theatres and it's more down to earth compared to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'll touch briefly on that next. Stay tuned. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. If you're more a down to earth person and don't give two hoots about movies based on comic books filled with CGI, then you might like Downtown Abbey, A New Era. Some might argue that the writing was good, while others say it was terribly done. I'm not going to give my opinion on this as I sit on the fence with this one. I love the costumes, though. This movie was too perfect for my liking. Everything was so clean and well shot. If you like posh people wearing posh, perfect clothes, with perfect hair and thick makeup, and talking with a stiff upper lip, well, if you like a movie that has perfect weather all the time, and people having perfect dinners every single night, with uh, their bone china plates and crystal glass having perfect picnics in the gardens with their perfect children and having servants who are perfectly dressed too and who have to help dress and undress the masters and mistresses then this is a movie for you you can escape into this perfect world for a couple of hours let's say it's not my cup of tea and I'm not drinking the movie down elegantly with my little finger pointing up. So let's move on to the next movie, which is on Netflix, but in certain countries only because of the nudity and sex. Do you want to know what the title is? Well, stick around. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Back in 2020, there was a movie released on Netflix and it had lots of sex and nudity. It was about a Sicilian mafia that kidnaps... Uh, a Polish lady and keeps her against her wishes for 365 days to make her fall in love with him. I know the plot is terrible, but it had high viewership because of the sex and nudity. In fact, she falls in love with him. The acting was mediocre too, but Netflix audiences didn't care for that either. Now, Three years later, there's a sequel to this movie, 365 Days, and it's titled 365 This Day. Is it better than the first? Well, <laughs> the script is terrible, and so was the acting and directing, and it looked like a montage of music videos put together with lots of sex and nudity. In fact, you can lose count how many songs there are in the movie. The movie is based on a trilogy novel by a Polish writer, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce her name because I just can't. And speaking of, you know, the three, uh, it's in three languages, Italian, Polish, and English. So will there be another sequel, although it's so badly done? Well, the answer is yes, as it is so popular on Netflix. I guess sex and nudity sells. You must be thinking, Am I going to talk about anything worth watching? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Alrighty now, I'm going to give you a list of films worth watching. Ah, finally you say, yeah? Now, I'm not reviewing them or rating them in any way, but I'm going to tell you what they are all about and then you can pick and choose what to watch and I'll tell you how and where to watch these movies. 
As you know, I'm not into supernatural movies, but if you are, then The Innocents is about four children that discover that they have hidden powers. No, not like Harry Potter, but powers from the beyond, from a different entity. Because they are children, they use these powers when they play. However, the kids are soon confronted by something haunting. It's in a Nordic language, so you'd have to read the subtitles if you don't understand the language. Now, if you like movies about vengeance, then Old Boy is a 2003 Korean language film about a person who is drugged and tortured in a hotel room for 15 years, and he does not know the reason why he's in that situation to begin with. When he is released, he has a quest to find his captors to seek revenge. Now, what a nice way to segue to Lady Vengeance. Now, by the title itself, you know what this movie is all about. It's in Korean as well, and it's from the same director of Old Boy. Lady Vengeance is about a woman sentenced to 13 years in prison for a murder she did not commit. When she's released, guess what she wants to do? No, not gardening. She wants to take revenge on the person that caused her imprisonment. The film was on the official selection of the Venice Film Fest, the London Film Fest, the New York Film Fest, and the Toronto Film Fest. Now, these are larger-than-life film festivals. And in order to get into these festivals, it has to be a very good film. Lady Vengeance is a 2005 release, but I'll tell you where you can watch these two Korean films back-to-back. And I'll reveal that in just a bit. Lunchbox is about a young housewife who prepares a special lunch for her husband, only for it to be wrongly sent to a widowed man instead. Something blossoms and the two start sending love letters to each other through the lunchbox. This is a 2013 Hindi film and the spicy dishes in the film will make you salivate. In my opinion, well, they should have named this film Tiffin and not Lunchbox because Lunchbox is a very Western name and the lunch in the film is packed in a Tiffin carrier. But let's say you don't want to read any subtitles while watching a movie, but you just want to watch a movie with food in them, you know, with a food theme in them. Then Boiling Point is a movie for you. Now, unlike the few previous movies that I was talking about, uh, this movie is more recent. It's a 2021 movie, so it's fairly recent. And it's about what goes on behind the scenes in a restaurant and how the restaurant is run. It's not a documentary, but it feels real. And the best thing about this movie is it's all shot in one continuous move. There are no cuts or cutaways. So just imagine, okay, just imagine the camera moving from one room to another and from one scene to another. It's all in one flow. So I reckon that they must have had many, many rehearsals to get it right. Now, the question is, where can you watch all these films? Well, only the projector on Beach Road brings in films like these. So when you're there buying your tickets, tell them that you heard about these films on Movie Magic, Money FM 89.3. Don't be afraid to say, Colin Gomez sent you. Well, enjoy yourself at the cinemas. Money FM 89.3.